Hello, hello. How's everybody doing out there? Peasant chat. That's right. We are talking to poor people today on a Sunday. Today, what I want to talk about is I would love for you guys to make the case against, against a Model S Plaid. So over the weekend, I've done a lot of driving uh, with the GT500, <clears throat> diagnosing the intercooler system, the, the ice tank. That video will drop today at 5, so if you want to see a video of me messing around with the GT500, sights, sounds, pulls, the 5 o'clock today, you'll get a video. And I've also driven the, G the ZR1 a lot this weekend. Friday, drove it for hours, and um, Saturday morning, attempted to do 60 to 130 passes, and um, there's a lot of issues with trying to do that in my area. And we'll talk about why... Considering a Model S Plaid above a Viper, above a Cadillac CTS, above anything else, it, you guys need to make the case against them. And I'll tell you my perspective on high horsepower street vehicles, the area that I live in, and the situation that I'm in in terms of a crossroads on the channel, Do do I... Do I just, because there is no racing in my area. There just isn't. If you want to go racing, you got to go down to Miami. And unless you're bringing a th a 5,000 guns and a 1,500 horsepower car that hooks, you're not going to be competitive unless you want to be in the B League or even in the C League, uh, depending on the people that show up. So what I'm going to want today from the peasants is for you guys to make the case against the model as plot. I'm not making the case for it. I'm going to tell you what I experience. I'm going to tell you what I have and what it takes to go fast in an ICE vehicle. And then I want to see what you guys say about the Model S Plaid. But not before we have Mr. Bill O'Reilly say hello to the people out there. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> I love that shit. Fucking thing sucks. Absolutely, it always sucks. It sucked since the beginning of time. Two Auto Solutions, Rami's out on Two Auto Solutions, selling his Corvette, tuning cars down there. Chevy, Dodge, late model, domestic, but it's Puerto Rico, so is it really domestic? Because domestic in Puerto Rico is like Toyota and Honda shit. Two Auto Solution, Race Motive, RaceMotive.com, Race Motive on Instagram. Check them out. Roll racing shit, good shit, shirts, fast cars, cool shit. Check them out. Need to have performance, need to have performance.com, the online parts house of this channel. That's right. Get want any parts, anything. UPR parts, Steeda parts, you want four innovations, Forge Star, he can get it for you. Parts from partsfarm.com. Looks like the 350 is out. I have not heard anything, so not gonna happen. And with interest rates nowadays, it'd be really stupid to finance a let's say uh, salvage vehicle. Conformance, conformance.com, conformance on Instagram, conformance everywhere. Go pick up your Corvette. Like, go drive it. Okay, Greg? I love you, Greg. Go drive that Corvette. Don't just leave it in storage somewhere. Ultimate Header, ultimateheader.com, ultimateheader on Instagram. PMAS, Nick James, the PMAS, and Calmer Transmission. Calmer is now uh, accepting jobs at his uh, location. Uh, so you need a car fixed, drop it off at his place. You need a transmission fix, drop it off at his place, and he's got a lift. He's he's the happiest dude. He taught, he hit me up the other day. He goes, dude, I got a lift, and I can do everything super easy, and I am in love. Let's say hi to the people here, and then we'll talk about you making the case against.
the Model S Plaid. Joe Swiss, The Wolf, 2000 MCR, Ken Phillips, Travis, Titan Uranus, Robo Style, Monty 540, Kyle Kelly, Miniback Madman. First people to say hello, Dick Dixon, Oliver Bryan, Jared Wells. Did he dump that girl yet or what? Darren Harper, Bruce Willis, I'm Hung So Low, Angel Puerto Rico, Chris Ross, Naldo, JD Swag, Douche Did It, Kyle Fury, Matt Benoit, Whipple the 5 Chris Anderson, and Richard Whedon checking in. Street Team James NJ, ATX Cobra, Nick KG, Nick G, okay, Street Team, anyone I will want to engage if they want to get rid of, Donkey Mac, Tim O, LG, Gregory Upvich, B. Lavesh, Brandon Panozo, Ken Phillips, Any Black Betty, Walter Hoffman, Jermaine, Matt Oliver, 94GTVert, Any Black Betty, 94GTVert again, No Name Podcast, what's up brother, Diego, Adam Griffin, Corey Stewart, Abdullah, Al Abbasi, Abdullah Al Abbasi, uh, no Indians are named Abdullah, okay, Phil Fez, Will E, Corn Fed, Slater, Nitrous Buy Supplies, Ben Galay, Darrell, Tyler Phelps, Car Life, Manic, Extreme Rods, Racers, uh, Darrell Washington, Admiral Peck, Stephen West, Big L, <laughs> Low and Slow, uh, Abel, Grey Ghost, Clay Pruitt, Redbird, Nat Jew, Peter Chow, JD Swag, Low and Slow, Carolina Squid, Ken Phillips, 2JZ, Foxbody, Buenos Dias, Major Toss, Joe Jackson, James Williams, what's up, says, and, and LS Mustang LX, Mango, Brian Venom, South Detroit Entertainment, JMCG, Jose Ramirez, uh, Cody McGill, APOC, Amy, Chris Anderson, okay, I mean, look, let's talk about it. So, I'm going to give you a bit of a, a peek into my life, it, it, it being a car enthusiast, you want to say, in an area that has no track. So, <clears throat> the cars that I was considering, okay, for those of you that don't know, I have an, an 1100 horse plus GT500, cool. I have a 700 horsepower ZR1, cool. And I have a 460 horse Fox body, cool. None of those cars get raced in my area because the track went away. Track went away, see you later. So now those vehicles are useless on the street. And this is why I say that. Let's talk about what it takes to make a C6 ZR1 a 5-second 60 to 130 car. Or even a low 6-second 60 to 130 car because that's what I have. So, imagine you're trying to buy a Corvette. You find a C6 ZR1. And it's seventy dollars to $80,000 right off the rip. A stock one modified one it has to be tastefully modded i wouldn't buy a modified corvette unless it was you know vetted tastefully modded and obviously a stock corvette with no mods is more desirable than any other one so a c601 is going to run seventy-five thousand dollars and up with under twenty thousand miles mine has over 50 that's the only reason i was able to to get it for in the 60s and that was almost two years ago so now you want to port the blower. You're going to pay like about 3500 bucks to port the blower. You're going to get a throttle body and a snout. The snout, you got to buy a different snout. So throttle body, snout, and blower, that's five grand right off the rip. Headers, two grand right off the rip. So now that's 7000 bucks off pocket or firm, whatever you want to do. Cold air, whether it's a con cold air or anything else. Big injectors, whether it's 1000 cc FICs, 1100s, 1300s, it's going to be 1000 bucks. A thousand bucks and you're gonna get a set of wheels and tires a tune leave the clutch stock and race gas because that's what I have because I can't run 85 the fuel pump is starting to die out like you see my fuel pressure drop so now that car 22 degrees of timing or so with sticky tires is a 60 60 to 130 car 
that ran you almost 85 to 90,000 bucks. By the time you bought the car and by the time you have the car and it's a light car with good power. Now, you want to get after it, get after it. 2650 E85 fuel system. You're talking 20 to $25,000 in mods to be in the fours. Nothing wrong with that. Cool. GT5, and that Carl Hook, that Carl Hook 60 to 130. In my area, nobody races. Nobody races in my area at all. So, okay, it's a useless car. I can't race anywhere unless I go way west, way north, or way south. Do I want to take that car to Orlando? Nope. Do I want to hang? I don't want to hang out with Puerto Ricans in Orlando. And I don't want, and that's two and a half hours away. And three and a half hours away is Yee Yee Stupidity over in Bradenton. It just has a weird aura about the place, is meth. And the track has been co-opted by just that whole weird crowd. I'm not a fan. I don't care. I don't want to be there. Unless I do a rental. Right? Right? So, you know, testing two nights, it's a non-starter. No testing two nights anywhere, it's going to be a non-starter. So now I have an 1100 horsepower GT500. What, what use is that on the street? None. I drove that car 50 or 60 miles yesterday and... Drives good, really good. I'm happy with it, but it is a useless car on the street at that power level. Doesn't hook. I can get beat by anything at that car with that car. And if I do a roll, it has to start at 80. It's just the dumbest car on the planet. Again, no track near me. Can't do anything about it. Has it done a four second 60 to 130? Yes, when it had a turbo 400, but it ha I haven't tested anything since it's been stick and rebuilt. So I essentially have two useless cars. And someone said, I thought you bought the Escalade to haul cars to the track. We just started getting good weather. You understand? I don't live in Nebraska. I don't live in Massachusetts. I don't live in Kansas City. I live in tropical climate. It just started getting good. I wasn't taking any of those cars to the track in the fucking heat. So now I'll consider it. But the more I consider it, the less desirable it is. I'm a street guy. The track shit doesn't matter to me. I don't want to take the GT500 to a track and compete a lot. What's going to happen with that car is running eight. And then after that, it's going to be a street car running eight. I'm not going to compete with it. I'm not going to enter stick shift classes with a fucking GT500. That's stupid. And I'm just going to put some 20s in it, take the anti-robot out, put a diff in it and drive it or sell it to somebody that wants to race a very expensive GT500. The ZR1, again, same thing. The cars that I race in this area, if I do come across a race, are slower or way faster i'm stuck in that weird schmedium but there is no organized racing around here tracks are closed the more i think about bringing that car to orlando or bradenton the less i want to do it so i thought okay i want a big car comfortable that is quick so we talked about ctsvs v3s you guys talk about the blackwing they're a hundred thousand bucks or high 60s or so how much money out of pocket do you need to make a V3 a nine-second car? Probably 20000 bucks or so, and it's a 9998 car. Okay, so let's say I can get into a sedan that gets 400 miles range, runs 4s 60 to 130, runs 950, and I don't have to do a goddamn thing to it. So... I'd love for people, okay, so should I buy a, a Viper? If I buy a Viper, it's just going to be to drive around. There's no racing a Viper. It's a 600 horsepower behind the butthole horsepower. So rear wheel, 
that's like five something. That's not impressive. Not not in today's world. A Viper stock gets gapped by, you know, a supercharged Mustang. 60 to 130, roll, and you're not drag racing a Viper unless you unless you really want to stock up on clutches. So I'm like in this weird zone that I want the channel to grow. I like going fast. There's no track around me. So what am I doing with these cars? Except just looking at them. The Fox body, I look at it and I just look and I go, it just sits. It's a terrible car to drive around. It's, it's only good for racing. GT500, okay car to drive around. It's good for racing. Corvette, decent to drive around. Not that fast unless you're willing to take it to the nth degree. So I'm like, I want to drive something often that's fast. Okay, CTS V3, but God damn it. By the time you buy it, you're financing it. You're paying a 1500 bucks a month for it because interest rates are stupid right now. And then you got to come out of pocket $20,000 or more to run an, a high nine. Meanwhile, you have a Model S Plaid. Now, the reason I talk about a Model S Plaid is this. It's faster in every metric out of any of the cars that I'm considering. Any car that I consider, whether it be a Viper, whether it be a CTS V3, or anything big and comfortable that's fast, this thing destroys it. Not only in a straight line, but turning. And people say, well, you can't mod it. Well, isn't that great? Because it makes a thousand horse already. It runs nine four already. It goes zero to 60 in, in twos and 60 to 130 in the fours. And all I got to do is pay for it and charge it and drive it. And it's quiet, it doesn't make noise, it's unassuming, and it's a beautiful troll vehicle. So, I'm at that point where, because the track closed in my area, racing has taken a back seat. This channel is not a racing channel. You've seen me modify the black car. You don't come here because the black car is gone, red car is gone, but when I talk shit about UAW and stuff, this has now become more of a reporting channel. Not a racing channel. I don't race. I don't care about racing because there is no racing here. Hush money one day might race or not. I'll just keep it in mothballs and just look at it and remind me of a time that I stood up for myself, blah, blah, blah. You know the story. So talking to a guy the other day and he's like, bro, I don't know why you would consider a Cadillac CTSV or a Viper because in order to mod those cars to make them perform to something that you would like would take not only crazy money, but the performance still won't be there when it comes to comparing it to a Model S Plaid. So again, I went back to Tesla and I went, shit, you know, let me look at this thing. Let me, let me just, let me, let me look this thing over, you know, it'd be blue. It'd be the big wheels. Cause you know, if you're going to buy aftermarket wheels, they're going to be five grand anyway, right off the rip. So might as well just buy them from Tesla. Um, 5,000 down 6% for 72 months, 1540 a month. That's, I mean, I'll, I'll race lightly modded GT500s from a roll. Unless they're making 1,000 and hooking, I'll put my money on the plaid. But again, it's not about being the fastest, but being fast enough. You know, like 460 to 130 in this, I'm thrilled. I'm happy. Why do I need anything else? So the more I look at it, the more I go, yeah, it's, it's the smart buy because they lowered the price considerably. It was 110. Then they dropped it to high 90s. 
and out the door with the wheels. I think it's like 90,000 and change. Um, let me see, cash. Yeah, 96,000 and change. But again, you gotta, does this factor in a destination base price? You could probably configure this car in the base form to be 88,000 bucks. Again, I'm looking at the, the monthly payment. You guys go, well, that's a lot of money. I can swing that. It's not, it's not a big deal. But it's no different than buying a Viper. No different than buying a V3. Financing it at crazy rates that we have nowadays. And then you just have a stock Viper and a stock V3. Or a stock Blackwing. So you have, am I going to be happy with a stock V3? No. Am I going to be happy with a stock Viper? Hell no. Because I kind of have a car that, I kind of have a Viper but a faster version of a Viper in the ZR1. I get it. It's not a V10, but it is a rear-wheel drive, big motor, light car. And I'm like, ah, I already have that. Why buy a Viper if I already have that? Just a stunt? That's no, stupid to stunt. So the more I look at this, I go, 1500 bucks a month and I don't got to do anything? And if I do want to go at a circuit or a uh, turning-style track, this thing badass. It's not the best, but it is better than most. I wouldn't really be sneezing at cars that are built for the track. Now, I get it. You guys want the noise and all that stuff. That doesn't mean I'm getting rid of the GT500. That doesn't mean I'm getting rid of the ZR1. You understand? I'm at a point where I would love something that I could drive a lot, often, and be really fast. And nothing in the market that I am currently considering comes even close to this. Some of you might watch the GT350 if I buy it and do a build series on that. Awesome. A lot of you wouldn't even think about the plaid. You wouldn't even think about looking at it. But I would suspect if it's a channel thing, I would suspect I would gain more followers than lose. I still have ICE vehicles. I still have the Fox body. I still have the ZR1, still have the GT500. There are no plans of getting rid of any of those cars. The Fox body, maybe, but I still want to run that 10 and still eventually want to do nitrous on it. So you'll get your stick shift content. All three cars are stick shift. And uh, you'll get your Ford, Chevy, and small block Ford content. And I'm like, but I'm not having fun in any of those cars unless I'm at a track or I have to drive the cars so far out of the area. Guys, Palm Beach County is very densely populated. Very well-to-do people. There is no yee-yee, you know, people think, oh, just go to Port St. Lucie. It's an hour away. I don't want to drive my GT500 an hour away to make pulls. And then if something happens, I am an hour away from home. I don't want to trailer my GT500 an hour away just to find some clear land to do some pulls and then tow it back. I mean, might as well just tow it all the way to the track. So I'm trying to have you guys make the case against. I get it. Gay. Tesla owners suck their own dicks, all this stuff. I'm not getting the self-drive. I'm not getting any of those bells and whistles. What I want out of a car is a car I can daily and be stupid fast. I can't daily the ZR1. I can't daily the GT500, the Fox body, unless you want to smell like gasoline everywhere you go, is a non-starter. I drive the Fox body once a month. So if anything's on the chopping block, it's that one. So this winter, get it to the track, run the 10 NA, shove a nitrous kit on it, run nines, and it's going to have to go because I'm not a collector car guy. It's just sitting there insured and titled the whole nine yards, not even moving. 
So it's just collecting ants at this point. The ants are nice, making nice homes in the fender, <laughs> fenders of those cars. Or I have to get a garage and get house everything under one roof. So make the case. I don't care about government incentives, Sasha Kim. I don't care about that. I'm not buying the car to save money. I'm buying the car to have a car I can drive often that is really fast that I can have a lot of fun with. I drove the Cadillac Escalade yesterday to just to drive it around. Um, I usually just drive it to like where I need to drive. Publix, you know, uh, parts stores, the gym, and home. I don't even put 100 miles a week on the, on the Escalade. Hell, not even 50 miles a week on the Escalade. It just sits also. So I'm at this weird spot where I'm like, I need something. Because when I drive the Corvette, I drive it for hours. When I drive the GT500, I drive it for about 30 miles. The Fox Body, 10 miles. So I'm like, it. There's a reason I don't drive any of these far. They're not comfortable. They're quick-ish. But in my area, like if I lived in Brainton and I had access to the track, completely different conversation. If I lived in Orlando and I had access to the track or somewhere in Valdosta and had access to the track, completely different conversation. But I am two hours minimum away from any track. There is some racing around. There are some fast cars around. And Trying to find them in my GT500 that is useless on the street and the ZR1 that is not that fast compared to some of the vehicles out there. I'm kind of at this weird spot where I'm like, I want the channel to grow, but I also want a car that is useful to me. And I'm not just going to go out of my way to buy a Viper for you guys when I can't do shit to that Viper and have a crazy $130,000 car that just sits there just like the Fox Body does. Like I started thinking about it. Imagine to buy a Viper. Get rid of the GT500. Or the Fox. And now, one of the three sits for a month without even me turning it on. That doesn't make any sense. It's it's like having guns you don't shoot. I'm not a car collector. I'm not a car collector. I don't want to collect vehicles and let them sit. I want to drive them often. Now the GT500 is at a point where I can drive it often. The ZR1 is in on cruise control. It's perfect. I just drive it, put race gas in it, and do my thing. And the Escalade was going to be a tow pig. But the more I think about it, I'm like, it's only going to be in the winter. I'm probably going to go to the track two or three times a year. So I have to reconfigure my thought process on that. I think you'll enjoy it for a month and get bored. Like my GT500? Like my GT500, Coyote Kelly? I'm bored with it. I enjoy it for 30 miles and and then I'm done. The ZR1, I enjoy it for an hour, then I'm done. None of those are nine-second cars currently, as they sit, and four-second 60 to 130 cars. I can take the Plaid to Sebring. I can drive to Sebring, do a track deal, drive it back on one charge. Or if I have to stop on the way back, charge it for 45 minutes to 60%, come back. Like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, the more I think about it, that's not a good... The, the boredom thing, I'm bored in the Corvette. It, it, after how many pulls can you do on a car before you're like, I'm bored, I need to modify it. The Corvette is already a low six second car and I'm like, I'm not that impressed by it. It sounds cool. People give you the thumbs up, but am I driving the car for the other people or am I driving it for me? The Yeah, Ashley Fox, I want, I want someone to make a good case against the Tesla. Realistically, you could get a Plaid. Um, and with all the amount of videos you put out that aren't lives, we could never, we, we could never know it. 
do what makes you happy. No, no, I get it. But I, I want to hear you. Again, you guys aren't exactly the drivers of the channel. You guys have told me to do things and I go, no. And I just do it anyway. But I'd like to hear what you guys think. Don't get me wrong. My nice end car will wax that ass. No, it won't. But it's a process to drive and daily. And honestly, having some of that can give you instant satisfaction. Oh, I see what you mean, Edwin. You're, yeah, like, okay. My GT500 is probably, I can mix two gears and probably go nines. But it is just useless. It has an anti-roll bar. Go drive your car with an, without, with an anti-roll bar. Go. go. Go with like a race anti-roll bar. It sucks. It has a spool. <laughs> it... I don't even like how the exhaust sound. I, I'm top, like you guys might think I'm crazy right now. The Magnaflow Street Series at that power level sound so bad. I actually hate it. So I'm gonna probably reinstall the stock mufflers on it just to see if I can actually like enjoy the sound of that car. It sounds terrible, terrible with the Magnaflows in my opinion. You're desensitized, bro. Drive a Prius for a month. Uh, you're you're comparing a Prius to a nine second car that goes two hundred miles an hour and nines in the quarter, Hector Vasquez. You're comparing a Prius to a nine second Plaid, fours sixty to one thirty, and zero to sixty in two something. That's what you're doing. Got it, Alex. Why not mod the Viper? Oh my God, Admiral Peck. So, let's do some Admiral Peck math. $130,000. You have a 580 horsepower Viper. What kind of money do I have to put into it to run what the Plaid runs? Go. How much money do you have to put in a Viper to go fours, 60 to 130, nines in the quarter? Go. $60,000 on top of the 130? Admiral Peck. You do terrible math. What makes the Corvette bore? What makes the Corvette boring? The platform, the drivability. I'm curious. Um, so after more than an hour, the seating position is terrible. When you get in it, it feels like a rocket ship. And the seating position is nice. The shifter position is nice. But after more than an hour driving it, you're used to the torque. You're used to the noise. You almost don't want to be that loud everywhere. You almost just want to putt-putt around. Unless you're constantly racing people. It's a different experience, guys. Guys, you, you guys really have to listen. There is no racing here. In Palm Beach County, there is no racing. If I want to go to Miami, I'm driving an hour and a half in traffic. And the seating position is awful. Once you get to Miami, now you got to race motherfuckers that have 1,100 horsepower cars. And you got to go way west, like an alligator alley or some shit. Way west to race people. It, it's not fun if you're not racing people. If you're racing... Houston is different. Houston is absolutely different. So you can, go to, you can go to Houston on a Wednesday night. Hit up one of the loops. And you're going to find six or seven races. That's fun. That's awesome. When I lived in Houston back in 2014, 2015 or so, that was fun. Any day of the week, you can go out, find a race Monday to Monday to Friday. And on the weekend, you better bring out the big guns because the trucks will fuck you up. But I don't live in Houston. 
I live in Palm Beach County. They used to have a track here. When the track was here, I'd go on Wednesday and and um, Friday. Every Wednesday and Friday. And if they had like a street racing mate safe on Saturday, well, I, I could probably go three times a week. I had plenty of videos on the black car going to the track. I had plenty of videos on the red car going to the track. And I made many licks on the Fairmont at that track when it was a low power car, like a nine second car. Now, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna make people that have tracks near you and you enjoy that track. When it closes, when it closes, you're gonna understand what I'm talking about. And you're gonna go, oh shit, there ain't nothing. When it comes to racing, there's nothing going on. Cody Cal said, you've been talking about Tesla for a long time, so anyone will bring you some recognition on this channel and then you can speak on them from an owner's point of view. Yeah, I'm not worried about losing an audience, okay? you. I am not getting rid of my ICE vehicles. Please understand that, guys. I will have an ICE... If I get him a, 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 a plaid and I go and do my thing and I gain some followers because they're like an ICE vehicle guy goes into a plaid and gives you his perspective, then if I want to just smell like gasoline, I'll get in my Fox. If I want to get in my Ford or my ZR1, I'll get in one of those and have fun with that. But... um. To daily or drive something often that is fast, the Corvette and the, and the GT500 are not it. What kind of content would the Tesla channel bring if I can't modify it? You can modify it. What makes you think you can't put lightweight wheels? It would be suspension. It would. It already makes a thousand. It all. It already makes a thousand nitrous and bias plies. I repeat. It already makes a thousand. So your modifications would be lightweight wheels, maybe some brake upgrades, and take it to a turning track like Sebring. Maybe down in Miami they have some track stuff or cone gay shit and, and bring that content. Because a lot of the Tesla channels, I think, they roll race. Roll race, roll race, roll race, and some drag race. Not a lot of people do Steve Schleckenberg stuff. And based on Misha's channel, I said, boy, this car with a couple of Recaros, really good brakes, really good sticky rubber, and maybe some suspension tweaks would be an absolute track weapon. Like weapon. After seeing that he can flog a Model S Plaid over and over and over for a eight minute lap at the Nürburgring. I mean, eight minutes of just flogging the ever living shit out of a car. Think about your drag racing day, okay? You get to a track, you pay, you drive to your parking spot, get the car out, warm it up, bring it over to tech. They tech it after 20 minutes of waiting, then you get the car ready to make a lick. You wait until the nighttime so the DA is a little favorable. You go to the staging lanes and you're there for an hour. They finally call your, your row. You idle, you idle, you idle, you idle, you idle. Burnout. And let's say you have a nine-second car. High nine-second car. Burnout. Nines ain't that fast no more. That shit's over. Foot brake. Let go. Nines. Coast to a stop, grab your time slip, go to your pit, cool it down, and maybe do that process all over again.
So that means you you get nine seconds of satisfaction. Hey yo. And you might get three runs in on a test in two night. They get 30 seconds of fun. Three hits, 30 seconds of fun. And let's say you drove it there. Your nine-second car performs pretty decent on the street. But depending on where you live, it ain't that fast. So let's say you have a seven-second car. That process is even more uh, uh, stupid. Ice, suspension. Most cars don't hook on testing two nights. I don't know many seven-second cars that hook on testing two nights. So you got to spend 350 bucks on a rental and then do that whole process. And you might get four runs in. So 28 seconds of fun. So I thought to myself, I'm not a drag racer. I know much. I know a lot about drag racing. I know what it takes to go run a number. It's just not that fun anymore. It's, it's not what I want to do. I want something I can drive a lot and go fast without having to reconfigure something, change the tune, have special fuel. I got a charge. Yep. Let's go out there and fuck around. Oh, I'm about 20%. Let's find a charging station. Get in there, 40 minutes, you know, chill out, whatever, then go home. Or fuck around on the way back. I don't got to do anything. The traction control is great. The car is big and comfortable. I don't smash my head on. Guys, I smashed my head on the roll bar yesterday. I saw Jesus, bro. I got out of the GT500 a little too fast, and I fucking smashed my head on the on the main hoop there, and I saw every saint, every fucking angel, I was like, and I'm like, what am I doing? This isn't fun. This isn't fun anymore. 30 seconds of fun, that's like me and Eva Mendez. Old model performance, S6130 is 10 seconds, plat is five seconds, wild difference, absolutely. Okay, I see what you're saying. I'm not super knowledgeable in Teslas, but I do like them. Okay, so maybe... Okay, I must apologize. I know way too much about these Teslas. Like, way too much. Yeah, Oliver Bryan, I was ready to just dump the clutch right into a wall, and I'm like, screw this. It's not fun anymore. It's not fun getting in out of a car that has roll bars that smashes your head all the time. The Corvette, great. But I can only drive it for about an hour before I'm sick of it. So a lot of you guys look at these cars from the outside perspective and go, Oh my God, it must be so sick to own a ZR1. Oh my God, it must be so sick to own a Viper. Oh my God, Alex's GT500 must be so sick. Until he tells you, it's okay. I like the Cadillac out of all three. (laughs) Out of all three, the Escalade is smooth. It ain't powerful for shit, but if you want to say which one do you enjoy driving the most is the one that has a 600-watt stereo, is comfortable, and is slightly zippy. I like the GT500 in small doses. I like the Corvette for about an hour, and I like the, 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 the Fox Body for about 20 minutes. So it's time to find something that's fast that I can enjoy for hours. That's all. That's all. Alex, sounds like uh, you've already made your mind. Go get it. It's not like a matter of go get it. It's a matter of like convince me not to go get it. You know, we'll see. Alex, you like milk and cookies. (laughs) Don't send me milk and cookies. 
Happens as soon as you're 45 years old. You just don't give a fuck anymore. No, so, okay, I was talking to Alec Bledsoe, and, okay, a lot of you guys that don't do this often, you must think drag racing is awesome. None of you are in the industry, or maybe a small amount of you are in the industry. Let's say <clears throat> all you do is work. You work nonstop. You work 60 hours a week. And then you go, okay, I'm excited to go to the track. I can't wait to go to the track. Oh my, I'm going to have so much fun at the track. Then I, who is in that world all the time, goes, this is whack. <laughs> I am, nobody makes money drag racing. So I'm in the mindset of making money. I see guys spending a hundred to $150,000 in a Gen 2 or a Fox body to drag race the car. And, you know, they're, they're happy. They're, they're, they're generally happy to go racing. And then after a year or two, they're burned out. How many times have you seen a chassis get sold? And then someone says, I'm just burnt out on this. And then after a while, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for other people. You're doing it for people that follow you. You're doing it for people that like the car. But the passion goes away because you go, there's no meat on the bone. Like there is no, look at what happened with Wesley Evans. Wesley Evans had one of the nastiest stick shift Fox bodies around. Very well known. Big, the biggest draw to him was his, his mouth. He was a great shit talker and he backed it up. And the car was a quick car. You would think that guy from the outside looking in is living the most wonderful life on the planet. And then he's like, Fuck! I gotta, I gotta do something to the heads. I, uh, the, you know, it, it chewed up a block. I, I gotta get another five thousand dollar clutch. Uh, you know, I gotta change the rear, rear end because I'm doing eighth mile racing. And then after a while, you're like, I don't, I, this, fuck this. When you're younger, in your b below thirty, you think it's just this amazing experience. Like a lot of people want to work in the motorsports industry, guys. It's still work. It is a ton of work to drag race. It is a ton of work to go fast. The really fast guys usually don't have wives. Understand why. It takes a special chick to put up with a guy who is obsessed with racing. And after a while, we all know chicks, you've heard me on the dating channel. They go, why am I doing this? Why am I supporting this? All we do is lose money on it. He comes home mad all the time. He's mad that his car's not performing great. I have to deal with his fucking attitude problem all day because his car is misfiring for some reason. And he has a shitty attitude because I'm done with this. So a lot of racers come up to me and they're like, bro, I watch your dating channel. And you're on the money, man. I mean, fuck the racing shit. Like... You can't find a down-ass girl that's into this racing shit. And if you do, those women are not, they're impossible to live with. Like, you guys think dating a car chick is good? Dating a car chick is like dating yourself that's into cars. The last thing you want to do is have a girl in your house talking car shit. When you're like, shut the fuck up, where's my sandwich? How come I don't smell nothing cooking? I don't need you talking car shit. I need you cooking, rubbing this these feet, and sucking the bitch up. Car chicks don't do that. Car chicks don't rub your feet. Car chicks don't know how to cook. Car chicks smell. You understand? So 
If you want yourself a car chick, you better be ready to date someone like you. And that's usually not fun. Comp racing is just different and um, I'm more of a run what you brung type of guy. Yeah, I get it. The only negative to if a Tesla is repair, if it falls out of warranty, for whatever reason, you need to spend what you could spend on mods to ICE vehicles. Jay Tucker. Wow, Jay Tucker's actually making some sense. That's weird. Um, people that equate drag racing to Cletus, near endless budget, bunch of people doing the work behind the scenes, etc., etc., non-realistic for anyone. Midget Toss, thank you so much. Nothing against Garrett. I don't, I don't know that he can do 80% of the work that's required on the vehicles he owns. He built a great empire. Of course he came from money. That's not to say that he had it easy in this aspect. But, you know, he has a business structure behind him. So, gains popularity, money starts coming in. He goes, okay, let's configure this to be a favorable thing. So now he has people building cars for him. He has people tuning for him. He has people doing this so he can do stuff that he wants to do. When you, as a highly knowledgeable mechanic, you build your own, you tune your own, you go out there, it doesn't matter how hard you work. The big money guys are going to be faster than you. It just takes money. A lot of the channels that get lucky and get a, a big following, there's the money. This channel doesn't make a bunch of money. It makes okay money. So... The, chat, the, the money that I get from this channel, I dump it to the vehicles and do what I can. But let's say I want to go racing. Guys, I'd have to earn 10 times the amount of what I currently earn if I want to make eight races a year. Let's say I wanted to make FL2K, TX2K, World Cup, and let's say three streetcar takeovers. Let's say streetcar takeovers in Dallas, North Carolina, and maybe Orlando or Bradenton, three streetcar takeovers. And then I want to make FL2K, TX2K, and World Cup. And my car is a 750 or quicker car. 70 to 80,000 a year to just run the program, maybe more. Fuel, time, parts failures. Probably a couple of motors that have to get built. Probably a couple of transmissions that I'm going to go through. Probably a couple of rear ends that I'm going to go through. And I don't know, 10 sets of tires or more. So I have to, just money-wise, allocate 80, $80 plus thousand dollars to racing if I want to make eight races a year. Come on. Unless you have the means, racing is... A money waster. There is no money in racing. So if you're going to get into it for money, it's the wrong reason to get into it. As far as the plat, I think um, the boredom uh, will set in pretty quick. I could be wrong, but I couldn't even stomach an automatic Mustang. Yeah. My red car, when it was like that, my red S550 at 900 horsepower was phenomenal was phenomenal the 6r80 s550 with a 4r200 hub was wonderful i drove it anywhere in palm beach county 
There was a lot of guys that had bigs and littles ready to go. Why? The track was open. Guys that left the track kept the bigs and littles on in Palm Beach County. Even in Broward. Even in Dade. So they'd be in the area. And when you want to go racing, you go out on a test and two night to the streets. B-line, 95, A1A. Alternate A1A, the inward one. And you can find all these dudes that went to the track. Most guys that went to the track, they didn't race at the track. They hung out at the track. Then they went street racing until 3 in the morning in Palm Beach County. But now there is no street racing in Palm Beach County specifically because there's no meetup spot. And if the meetup spot is blown up, it's usually, and if there is a meetup spot, it's slow cars. So the red car, when I owned it, was the best because I was at 900 horse. I was in that upper tier, not slow, not medium, slightly upper, not the best. And I was able to race guys that made 700 with a light car all the way to 1,000 with a heavy car like a Hellcat. And those days are gone because the track closed. The only people who make fun of money, make money from racing are the mechanics. Uh... Fab guys and tuners, right? So I was talking. You you seen Mustang build? Have you seen Mustang build? Yeah, exactly. It, it, someone says um, the knock on plaids is the build quality. Well, the knock on Ford is the build quality. So at the end of the day, you're gonna have to figure out what's best for you. And I think a car that I can drive a lot, a lot, is something gonna be. It's gonna be something desirable. Now maybe no one's looking to race you because they know the people in the know. They're not going to resupply it or, or they're going to try to make the plaid a target. So let's say you got a 900 horsepower Mustang and you're like, I could fuck with a plaid. Bro, if you beat me, shout out to you. Nothing wrong with you beating a plaid if I can get more races because it's a plaid. But let's say I somehow take my racing modifying knowledge. And apply it to a Tesla. Lighter wheels. I'm not going to chop it up. But lighter wheels. Lighter seats. Try to make all the nannies work. Great brakes. And great suspension. And maybe do some turning stuff with it. I, I think I would enjoy the car more. That's all. Um, how does Brett Lasala keep his race program going? He has people that support him. Like, guys, you, you don't understand. That's a. You think that's just him? He works for Real Street. He has FFRE in his camp. He has people that help. Okay, so it's not it's not like um, he races 10 times a year. He probably races about eight. And his whole life is racing. My whole life ain't racing. Fuck all that. That, that, sounds, suck. that sounds psycho. Yeah, exactly. Real Street. Real Street helps. That's a, and that's a big help. That's a big help. We race in Port St. Lucie out in West Palm City on the street Thursday, Thursday night and Sunday morning. Sunday morning? You mean, eh, I'd have to see it. I'd have to see where it's at. I don't, but I don't know you motherfuckers. So I don't know. I'd have to see it tighten Uranus. I'd have to see what's going on out there. Tesla, the Tesla will come with matching front, will come with matching front seats. Okay. Yep. Mine has it pain in the ass. Ford UAW build quality sucks as we all know that. I had a loaner this week with a new F-150, three black window trims and one chrome. <laughs> I love it. By the way. Okay. The same people that don't race the plaid are the same people that don't get next to a ZR1 or GT500. Oliver Bryan, great point. And I'll tell you what happened with me yesterday. 
So <clears throat> I drove the GT500 and I made a, a, a 3,000 RPM to 5,000 RPM hit. Guys, it makes 30 pounds of boost. <laughs> it's got the Whipple 4.5 in it again because I, I I heard noises coming from the TVS. The TVS started making bearing noise. And I'm like, uh-oh. Took the blower out, put the uh, Whipple back in. Whipple sounds phenomenal. The Whipple at idle just makes all this whining, crazy stuff. It, it's a great sounding blower if you like just blower noises. But it has a 3.5 pulley on it. 3.5 pulley makes about 30 pounds of boost. So I'm like, let me just do a 5,000 RPM hit. So I'm driving on a side street here. And the thing's like, wee, 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 it sounds like a war. We're just driving. So I'm in third gear and I see a BMW, big front mounted intercooler on it, small BMW. I, I don't know the, the trim levels and stuff, but this was a newer BMW, but very small. And it had a loud blow off valve. And it had turbo stuff, and it was like, whooch. And he was, you know, you see him in the rearview mirror. He's like trying to catch up to you, right? So all he sees is the back of the GT500. It says Shelby, the, the, the taillights that everyone loves, and it's got the quad tips, and it's got some 275 60s on it. So he must have been like, fuck yeah, this must be just a slow-ass GT500. I can, I can dog this thing out. <laughs> he gets next to me, and I have it on video, but... I didn't put it because I, I don't want to put his face out there. He gets next to me and he's like, like he motions as if to say, do you want to go? And then he stopped himself at the word go. He said, do you want to go? This thing's fucking nice. <laughs> and I was like, hey, thanks, man. And he's like, you race it? And I'm like, eh, not anymore. And he's like, all right, have a good one. Boop, boop, boop. BMW noises. So the same people that no one has gotten next to me in the ZR1 or the GT500 and wanted to race. They all go nice car, nice car, nice car. And the ones that do want to race are obviously slower vehicles. Like a piece of junk Integra, like a piece of junk Mustang, a V6 something, and you're like, I I'm not going to waste my gas on this shit. No offense. So the people that know are probably not going to ne get next to a plaid either. We are the same age group. I get it, says Edwin Rosaro. Yeah, he didn't want to fuck with it. He was on that E40 M2. Let me see if it was an M2. Uh, BMW, BMW, M2. Um... Yeah, looks like that car. Yeah, it looked like this. I think it looked like this. So, or maybe it was older. Is there an older two-door tiny version of a BMW that's slightly quick? Yeah, but a nice car. Nice kid too, young guy. Um, you know, he wasn't he wasn't tripping. He was he was cool. He was I wasn't, you know, I'm not here to make fun of him. He just was he came up fast on the backside. He was like Oh, oh, you know, like, oh, you, oh, shit, this thing's out of cage, it's got pro, it's, no, fuck this, leave it alone. He would have given you the hit if he was on E50, he was going to tell you when to go, blur his face, nah, I'm not going to do that. Did he have his lab coat on? <laughs> no, but, and that's the problem, people don't get next, in my red car, when it was 900 horse and 4R200, I'd get next to everything. 
I'd get next to it. And again, I, no, Hector Vasquez, why do I think about a Porsche if I have to pay $100,000 for it and in order for it to run the same number my cars run, I got to put another 60 in it? No, I don't think about a Turbo S at all. You're going to have to put 3.7 badges on it like Jeremiah Camp. Uh, homie said, understandable. Have a nice day. <laughs> it was that 135i. Wow, you guys are good. Look at you guys. So 135i. So 135i. Damn it. One, 135. 135i. Are those shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's that. <laughs> It really had a big front mount intercooler images. Yep, that's it. Yeah, it looked, wow, shit, it, it looked just like this, if I'm not mistaken. So these aren't fast, are they? Like, okay, can they be modified to go fast? Can you modify a i35i? Like, yeah, it's about this year, like a 2011. Yeah, dude, just, it's like that. Just like that. Yep. So, can you make those cars fast? Because, obviously, I don't know, but I can't imagine it was decent. Right, Ryan Freeman. People are afraid to race. I would get up to a ZR1 in my red car, and I'm like, go ahead, motherfucker. If I had a 900 horsepower 6R80 Gen 2, I would fuck with everything. I'd look for a plaid and fuck with them. He'd probably fuck me up, unless it was long enough. I'd look for a Viper. I'd look for a ZR1. I'd look for every Camaro and try to fuck with them. Now, if I try to get up next to somebody and fuck with them, they just sit there and idle. All BMWs look the same. Beamer in the trunk. Uh, what about the boss with a 2.3? Oliver. I have that. I have that equivalent. You're telling me, Oliver Bryan, to buy a boss with a 2.3? Listen to my words here, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. When I own an 1100 horsepower GT500 and a 700 horsepower ZR1. And again, I'm not trying to be an asshole. But now you want me to buy a Boss 302 to have a similar car than I have in the ZR1. I already built something like that. It was called the black car. I did that, been there, got it, whatever. This is what I'm looking at. If I'm going to finance something, why not finance something that's already blazingly fast and I don't have to do shit to it? And 54s don't see over 500 horsepower without mad money. I try everyone, says Rich50. Exactly. Can make like 700 before it explodes. Yes, it has BMWs to Jay-Z. Any BMW can be modded. Jesus Christ, Clay Pruitt. I'm saying with minimal mods like the B58-powered stuff. They made a million, but they're rare. Uh, little did they know Little did they know you would spin. Right. Monty540, if that BMW wanted to race me, he probably would have beat me. That GT500 would have just spun its ass off. And I would have been like, bro, you got me. You fucking, you got me. I, I, I spun, you got me. There's no reason to, to fucking, this thing's a, a track car only if that. Um, Weekly injector coil pack replacement, is that a thing? What about building the twin turbo California special? Um, I thought about that too. So when I, it, your opinion does matter. I'm not. I'm not going to be crazy and think your opinion doesn't matter. Your opinion does matter. But when I look at my situation and I go, do I want to build something I already built? Uh, California Special would probably be fun to build. Twin turbo, fuck around. But by the time I buy it, let's say thirty six thousand bucks, 
and then you got to put twin turbo kit e85 fuel system which i have it's going to be a high four second 60 to 130 car to gen 2 mustang i probably i probably that's probably the other thing i could that's probably the other thing i could think about doing if i wanted to do like a build series i have a kenny bell but it heat soaks i think you should i think a heat soaks bad do you think i should switch blower companies jacob trujillo i don't know what your intercooler is made of i don't know if you have the dual pass heat exchanger jacob trujillo you can't just say my blower heat soaks you gotta say i have a 3.2 kenny bell vmp triple pass heat exchanger and you know an ice tank and it still heat soaks my corvette i drove around yesterday in the morning trying to do 60 to 130 First thing is, it doesn't hook in second gear. So I got to do something about that. Second thing is, IATs go from 119 or 110 to 150 in one gear. So you want to buy a ZR1? You can make 700 horsepower with a port, injectors, race gas, 2.3 pulley, and headers. You do that once. Then you got to wait. Or you got to upgrade the heat exchanger, ice tank, meth. See, people don't realize what you need to keep everything cool in a very modified supercharged vehicle. Like a lot of people do this. They get a low compression motor. They put 20 pounds of boost to it because they want to live on pump gas and they got to live with fucking 190 or 140 170 iats all the time and they go wait i don't get it I, I have a low compression motor it makes 700 on pump gas with 16 pounds of boost and my iats are 150 right so an 11 to 1 compression motor at 10 psi stays at 120 and makes 650 so a lot of people don't really realize how much cooling is necessary when you have a blower car that is capable of making over 800 to 1,000 rear wheel horsepower. Red car, um, 2.6 TVS, triple pass heat exchanger, no ice tank. IETs would go, yeah, no ice tank at all. IETs would go from uh, 120 to 160 after a quarter mile pass. And it wasn't pulling that much timing because I set it up that way. But you could make probably another 30 horsepower or so if you kept IATs under 120, let's say, throughout the whole pull. How much horsepower can you get out of an NA Gen 2? I've, I've tuned many Gen 2s that make 500 Robo horsepower manual. And the combination is this. Cobra Jet, Twin 65, PMAS, Comp Cam Stage 3 NA Cams. And E85. And it makes about 500 rubble horsepower. If the Plaid wasn't an EV, it would be the face of performance. Bro, you're not kidding. E85 and nitrous never heat soaks. Um, blower? There's a reason there are no fast nitrous coyotes. Sasha Kim says, Florida, the best damn place for a Plaid. They love 90 degree days It'll be glorious. No more 150 IAT issues. Right. Back to back to back. Low five or high four seconds, 60 to 130s. Think about that. Turbo. 
blower, nitrous, you name it. Imagine I can go back to back to back, four second, 60 to 130 passes, Interesting. Is it worth getting a tune on a Bone Stock Gen 3? Absolutely. Literally, the only thing done is the resonator deleter. The resonator deleter is probably the best thing that you can do to... <laughs> what? The... How come I don't know where I put these things? There we go. Oh, it didn't, it didn't play? We have an MBRP resonator deleter. Oh, my God. That is so loud on my headphones. I'm sorry, guys, if I blew your uh, systems out. I believe Kong... Released a new version of his lid with upgraded intercooler brakes. Would you be interested in testing that? Nope, not at all. Because my heat exchanger is stock. It doesn't matter how badass your lid is, how badass your bricks are, if your heat exchanger isn't super efficient. Don't get me wrong. There is benefits to having better bricks and a better lid. But on a stock heat exchanger... In Florida weather. See, a lot of people test. And you guys need to understand this about testing, okay? If a car runs 4s, 60 to 130 in Pennsylvania, Maryland, New York, Detroit, Missouri, not in summer, I don't care about those times. Did it run the time? Yeah, absolutely. Do I care about it? No. Why? Florida is 90 degrees most of the year. So when people say, Alex, like nobody wants to send me down a lid because if I make a poll with a stock lid and IATs get up to 160 and then I put the aftermarket lid on and I make a poll and they go to 160, I'm a bad test case. I'm a really bad test case. But let's say your ambient temperatures are 55 to 65. And your IATs get up to 140. And with a lid, it's 132. Well, there's your 8 degree difference. The lid works. Sell it, sell it, sell it. But I'm in Florida. Ambient is 90 plus. Humidity is 80 plus. Wapple, 160. Lid, Wapple, 160. So you need a really crazy heat exchanger, in my opinion, and a really great flowing pump. Now, maybe the pump that comes from the factory is super robust, but if you don't have any capacity in the heat exchanger and the Corvettes don't necessarily have the best placement for cooling, if you look at the heat exchanger, it's angled, it's sucking in from the bottom, it's shrouded, but it is very thin. So I think you need capacity and you need, you almost need fans on the heat exchanger itself as opposed to just one big fan drawing. My GT500 has the, the GT500 fan. It is a huge fan. It is the biggest fan. You could probably, it's, an, it's an upgrade. If you ever had an S197 and you wanted to buy an aftermarket fan, the GT500 fan is the one to get. The heat exchanger has two smaller fans that pump out their own at idle. So at idle, this car's chilling at a light and air is rushing past that heat exchanger because the fans are sucking it in. If you have a heat exchanger that has no fans and big capacity, you're cooling, especially in bumper to bumper traffic or just driving around, is lessened. So I, I think unless I get a better heat exchanger in the Corvette, 
bricks and lids, while they might benefit you some, you won't see as good of a benefit if your heat exchanger is bone stock. When switching ID1700, is pump gas completely out of the question? No, the SINs S550, but you got to understand, idle quality will suffer. Do not expect great, great idle quality characteristics with ID1700. Will it trim fine? Yes, sir. Will it drive fine? Yes, sir. It'll idle like shit. Jacob Trujillo. Okay, I have a 2.8 liquid cooled. Why do you say liquid cooled? They're all liquid cooled. Every, every freaking blower on the planet is liquid cooled. The, the Whipple has liquid running through the intercooler. The 2.6 TVS has liquid flowing through the intercooler. Don't get that's a Kenny Bell thing. I'm not making fun of you. That's a Kenny Bell thing. Liquid cooled. So let me ask you, what liquid is cooling it? Um, the coolant liquid. Ah, the coolant liquid that is 200 degrees. Yeah. Right. You're not grabbing liquid that is 60 degrees cooling the blower. You're grabbing coolant antifreeze from the engine. And you're pre-cooking the blower. Sorry to get off on a tangent. I just I'm sick and tired of sick and tired of Kenny Bell's bullshit. Um, okay, I have a two-way liquid cooled Kenny Bell on my 426 Hemi. Heat soaks really bad, and the only thing I've recommended is the interchiller. Do you have a better heat exchanger? What size is your heat exchanger? How much gallons a minute does your heat exchanger pump flow? How many passes is your heat exchanger? Single pass or dual pass? So you can't run a chiller setup like my red eye. I got an FI inner chiller using the AC to cool the air. Alex, would you switch up the hobby? Maybe start an off-road boating? I mean, in Florida, you want to go off-roading? There's plenty of places to go. There's parks dedicated to off-roading, quads and stuff. I don't know, man. Look, I'm by myself. You understand? Like, I don't have any cameraman. It's just me. What am I going to show you? I'll think about it. I I like doing them, but I don't know if I would, like, necessarily switch up the channel. I want to... I'm more of a reporter, okay? The the lives are what drive the channel. The videos are filler because it earns more money once I did the lives. And you guys watch more of it because it's more of like a place to get your news and stuff. But like when it comes to build series and stuff, I think I've kind of done it all on the Ford side of things or you're only going to see content in the winter because the summertime here is too hot to do anything. So bear with me. I'll, I'll try to get you as much stuff as possible. Is the ESS liquid cooled? Um, no, it's not. It's air to air. Surprise. Kenny Bell is still a thing. Yeah. I think um, AccuFab threw them a lifeline. AccuFab probably could have been like, bro, y'all going to go out of business now. I'll pick up your business from scraps. But AccuFab bought them out, and now they run that line. Does Lund offer multi-tune still? Not on the S197, no. To be honest, probably piss water in the blower. I had to explain air-to-air and water-to-air to a friend with a ProCharge 6.2 the other day. Guys, there are still people out there that think a supercharger and a ProCharger are two different things. SXX side by side. No, thank you. Uh, it may be time for a Midnight Express. <laughs> that's, a, that's a million dollar boat. Uh, 
Imagine you went shopping for a supercharger with all the available options and you landed on buying a candy bell. Sell the car, says EPA. Wow, even the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, tells you to sell your car. 14 Cali Special, TR6060, P1SC, oof. 3.7 pulley, made 708. Would you pull it down? If so, what would you do? What gas? What injector? Pulley down as in more boost or pulley down as in less power? EPA. I really like the look of it. <laughs> hey, Jacob, don't say that. Don't say that you like the looks of a supercharger. You're going to get flamed here, bro. I like the power mix. I just don't like the cooling of it. Hey, Jacob, how hot does it get? On your 426 Hemi. On your 426 Hemi. How much power? I mean, how much? How hot does it get? Tell me how hot does it get? Because for you to say heat soaks, you must you must know the temperature after a pull. I wouldn't switch up the channel just to have the mold into a fleet. You'll have the race car and off-road truck and truck and boat. I wouldn't switch up the channel, just have it mold into a, the fleet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just going to do it all. I'm not going to stop the channel, stop drag racing, and stop street stuff to do boat shit in side-by-side. -side. I'll do it all. I'll do it all on this channel. Alex, doing a wheel on the Polaris ATV. Pookie coming in soon. Kenny Bell had engine cooling through the case. Exactly. Hit live on your shit, all things boost. Is VMP Triple Pass the best heat exchanger? Uh, yeah, it's... It, I hate saying VMP because it's an AFCO heat exchanger. It's private label. VMP doesn't have a factory where they make heat exchangers. Don't forget to mention the people who call the centrifugal blowers pro chargers. Exactly. Um, Alex, did you know Fresh and Fit YouTube channel using soundbite of you saying stupid... No, that's they're using they're, they're use they're using this. Stupid. <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> Fresh and fit is not using me going stupid. That's Takashi 69. Stupid. <laughs> he thought it was me. Alex, what do you think of the Fat House 350 builds? Okay, um, the the most probably the most badass aftermarket GT350 specific company out there is Fat House. The cars have been eight stick, 200 miles an hour and a half. You can't say anything negative about it. You just got to have some coin. It is a high-end build, very high-end build. Look, if I could afford it, I have a GT350R drop it off at their shit and say make it go no problem i mean the 1078 wheel is pretty impressive that's what it makes oh, jesus christ what, what part of how hot you you're complaining about heat soak and it makes a thousand horsepower dude dude that's fine a thousand horsepower everything's in a heat soak at a thousand horsepower 220 iat did he say 220 iat that's way too high holy shit did he say 220 iat yeah, no, dude. Come on, stop it. Why not just turn the blower off and do Mad Max? Use used plaid for the wind. I wouldn't buy a used plaid. No, this is why. Battery takes a shit. I'm not coming out of pocket $20,000 for a battery. Rob Bowen. Uh, I got to... Rob, I'm going to answer your question live. I, I At this point, it, it I, I'd have to... I'd have... Boy, at this point... The seats and the... 
yeah, you could probably sell the seats and tire and wheels and tires. He's basically asking me if I if he can get the price on on the three fifty, but I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm I'm on the fence. Like I'm on the fence on the three fifty at, at this point. To be honest with you, I'd love it. I think it'd be cool. Um, I'd get some repops. <laughs> if it's a three fifty R, I'd get some repops. Um, because the wheels aren't a deal breaker for me. It'd probably get some welds anyway. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't know. Um, depends on how Rob Bowen. It depends on how low of a price, uh, how low of the price you can get it. Ken Bell always points to Johnny Lightning as if anyone cares. Alex, start racing trophy trucks with Cleater. No, I, I think that's cool. I think trophy trucks are badass, but that's that's big money. IETs sit at 185 to 205 after a pull. Yeah, brother, you need ice. If you're making 1,000 horsepower on a blower, Jacob, do not make a pull without ice in the in, in without an ice tank. You need an ice tank. You're making a thousand, bro. No non-iced tanked out. You need an ice tank or an interchiller situation. Leave the blower. You you a whipple at a thousand horsepower? Similar IATs. So you're not gaining anything by switching blowers. Um, yeah, an interchiller. Look, if you have an interchiller or something like that, which is very popular on the in the Dodge world, do that. Alex, if I want an off-road truck, should I get a Gen 2 Raptor or a Gen 1? I don't know. Probably Gen 2 because it's lighter. E85, ID1000, wanted to make 7 to 50 to 800. I know it's risky on a Gen 1. Ah, bro, if you want to make 750 on a Gen 1 with a Pro Charger that has a, 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 a auxiliary pulley on the snout, vaya con Dios. Can you do it? Yes. Will it break the crank? Absolutely. Uh, wasn't the full bolt-on clip? Your voice, it was. I've seen the 220 IT, but usually never gets that high. Battery has a 10 warm. I was close. <laughs> Mini bugs like, I was close. Hey, Jacob, if your car is seeing 220s after a pull, um, get it into trailer. Do not switch blowers. When you make power, the byproduct of power is heat. When you're pulling to death, that sucker is going to make a lot of heat. It is up to you to remedy that situation. My car makes 1100. I need, I have an ice tank. I don't know what my IATs would be without that situation. I have a large capacity tank in the back without ice. It's gotten up to 130 after a pull, but not 200. If my supercharger after a 7,500 RPM pull gets up to 180, I'm worried. 220, I'm surprised it didn't burn down. Hey, Alex, Lil Dirk was playing your song, Hellcats and Trackhawks. <laughs> On his show. I'm super late to this episode. Here's a like, um, and I'll have to catch the first half of the show afterwards. Thank you, Underrated and Technical, for checking in. I appreciate you very much. You'd figure something efficient cooling for a car that makes 1,000 horsepower is common sense. Right. Jacob, you can't just ignore the cooling on a car. Like, if you think you just slap on a blower... And go and make power. And your Pikachu face when it makes 220 IATs. I don't know where you got your school of school of hot rodding. But it wasn't this school. You need cooling. Cooling is as important as boost. Dude, if you're looking at a new plaid to raise and retain factory warranty, I think carefully. I could see Tesla reviewing driving events in the computer. I don't care. I don't care what you could see. I, I I want something. They could do that for every vehicle. Eric Hill. 
my Cadillac Escalade reported back to Cadillac that I had a sensor. And I have a funny story about that. So the car has a demo mode that's active for three months. They give you free Wi-Fi, free satellite radio, and free GPS. After that's over, this chime tells you all the time, the vehicle's in demonstration mode, talk to your dealer, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, you want to renew all that stuff. I don't want to renew any of that shit. I don't give a fuck. And then all of a sudden, it says, vehicle fault, see, please see dealer. And I went, I don't see any check engine lights. The check engine light's not on. I scanned the vehicle, no codes. You'd need special Chevy or GM software to plug into the body control module to tell you if it's the um, adaptive cruise control that's an issue, if it's a internal module that's an issue, if it's a Wi-Fi module that's an issue. I just ignored it. And you know what? It went away on its own. And I went, I wonder if Cadillac makes you go to the dealership because there's a fault on your screen and you think something's wrong. And then once it's in there, they go, oh, yeah, we because, guys, it went away on its own. My adaptive cruise control went from not working to working. I didn't do anything. I just kept driving it. And it kept reporting a fault, kept reporting a fault, kept reporting a fault. And all of a sudden, I ignored it long enough and it, got, and it fixed itself. And I'm like, I wonder if that's some kind of programming all of the iPhone where they slow it down so you can get a new one. I wonder. Ice tank that John. One of pro chargers are crank snappers. There's a reason why they have this moniker. Is is a bap a bap, or do you have to a preferred brand to go with? Uh, um, okay, I think Vortec makes the best plug and play booster pumps. Vortec, bap. Okay, so let, let let's 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 play a game. Let's play a game. VMP, VMP, bap. Let let <laughs> you guys are gonna hate my guts. I love it. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love talking this shit, bro. I love talking this shit. Let me see. I'm trying to see one from uh, Vortex Superchargers. There we go. So, okay. And then we're going to go ahead here. Okay, hold on. Bear with me, guys. Bear with me. <laughs> oh, I'm an asshole. And here. Okay. Let me see, VMP, I'm not trying to get, okay, VMP performance, okay, here we go, okay. Tell me what's the difference. <laughs> you ready? Tell me what's the difference between this Vortec booster pump. Okay, look at it closely. And this one called Fuel Plus. <laughs> And this one from VMP. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's the same website. Okay. What's the difference between the Vortec, the Fuel Plus, <laughs> and the VMP? <laughs> uh, the label. So, a BAP is a BAP is a BAP. So, I, I like the Vortec one a la... Fuel Plus a la the VMP one. <laughs> Bro, once you 
once you kind of know what's going on out there, you just go, you just shake your head. You just go, ugh. Tesla will bring up the cash days event you went to when you tried to warranty the battery. Tesla releases a coupe and it's over. Exactly, bro. I don't want a coupe. I have coupes. Again, I'm not getting rid of any of the ICE vehicles. I would just buy the Tesla. If I did get rid of one, it's going to be the Fox because I drive it the least. A point against it. What point is there for it? Um, question yourself. Four seconds, 60 to 130. Nine second quarter mile. 400 mile range. Zero oil changes. Zero anything. Troll any motherfucker under 900 horsepower. In motion, I got the ZR1. Speed, I got the GT500. Want to smell like gas? I got the Fox body. I am not getting rid of anything. Your points against it are the points that I want. No sound? Sounds good to me. If I make a pull in the Corvette, all a cop has to do is follow the sound. If, if, if I go on the GT500 on, um, I don't know, let's say Beeline, and I'm like, wah, ba, 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 ba. Cops like, oh, I hear it, I hear it. Oh, oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Sounds just like that motherfucker. Hey, uh, pull over. So you're on Beeline, huh? Yeah. Making any pulls? No, sir. I don't know. I heard you from a mile away. Uh, must have been another car. No, it was you. Fuck all that. Alex, do you tune any ESS swap cars? It's a centrifugal swap car. It doesn't matter the brand. It doesn't matter the brand. Tell me how I would tune an ESS car different than a Vortec car. Tell me how I would tune an ESS car different than the turbo car. Oh, oh, you got a Pro Charger? Oh, here's the tune. It's totally different. <laughs> oh, it's an ESS G3X. Well, let me just take out my G3X file. Injectors, math housing size, throttle body. That's all I need to know. <clears throat> Jacob, if you got a nice thing in the trunk and an interchiller, you'll never see 185 IATs. I don't even got a heat exchanger. And with everything off, just pump running, I've never seen 110. Jacob says to Pyro, why my daily is a 99 Civic 90 horsepower. Get the 350R. Who cares about mileage? It's a salvage. The problem, Eminem, is this. I got to come out of pocket good money. I got to come out of pocket good money for that car. To my MPT, Ford say they can't access PCM. Don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well, dude, why are you guys taking tuned cars to the dealership? Let me ask you that question. Why are you taking tuned cars to the dealership? Oh, well, I got this light on and I wanted to take it back for warranty repair. Well, my my engine chucked a rod. The dealership can only fuck with your vehicle if it is configured as they sold it. So, boss intake? Twin turbo kit? Aftermarket tune? Why are you taking tuned cars to dealerships? This is how you should think. I'm taking it to the dealership. I'm going to try to scam them from a, for a transmission or a motor. Let me put the stock parts back in it and upload the stock tune back in it. That's how you should think every fucking time. 
Oh, I got a JLT or a PMAS and E85. I need you. I need to go to the dealership. The dealership? The dealership. Warranties are for stock cars only. Well, I got an issue. Revert it back to stock, then go to the dealership. That's how it works. The sauce is different from tuning company from when tuning a centrifugal to a top mount. Not asking any tuning related questions. I was just asking if curious is why you seen it. Want to keep the stock hood? What he's talking about? Um, yeah, I see it all the time. I see centrifugal swap cars all the time. Eminem, thanks. I appreciate the money for the. For, <laughs> I appreciate the money for, uh, that goes towards the three fifty. It's kind of funny to take a modded car to the dealer. I thought dealers won't touch it if it's tuned. They shouldn't. Ford sucking off Lund tunes. <laughs> Ever thought about doing a raffle on the Fox body? Hell no. You want to get you want to get the IRS on your shit? That's the quickest way to get the IRS on your shit. Go ahead and start doing raffles. Go ahead and start doing giveaways that have to do with buying a bunch of shirts. That is the quickest way to get the IRS on your shit. Cheap is cheap, aka new Ford. Cheap is not nice or worth having. In 18,000 miles, my Model Y, I've only had a nail in one tire and added washer fluid once. It's a great daily. I have a Corvette and a 17 GT, so no Tesla fanboy hate. Exactly. I would never become a Tesla guy all of a sudden. I would just have a Tesla along with the GT. Because it's if it's between a Tesla and a Viper, I can do more with a Tesla than a Viper. Right? See, you guys think Viper and you go Nth Moto Calvo. And those cars are straight line only cars. You guys think Viper and you go ACR Viper. That's a $300,000 or high $200,000 car. When I think Viper, I go 560 rear wheel horsepower, 3,300 pounds, get beat by a 10R80 ESS Mustang. That's the reality of the situation. ZR1. Oh, ZR1. 460 to 130. Not stock. 630 horsepower, 530 wheel gets beat by an ESS t- manual Mustang. See, you guys think that when I mention a platform, you guys go, oh, I've seen those go 300 miles an hour. <laughs> and I'm like, no, the norm is, you know, a 12 second Viper. <laughs> That's the norm. Bringing in modern car to a dealership is the fastest way to void your warranty. Hey, you know, Alex, I'm tuned by MPT. I don't understand why when they go to connect, they can't connect to the vehicle. Any ideas? Capcom Racing says, oh, uh, finally about to get my dark horse, says Oliver Bryan. Yes, one more month away. Um, E85 stock, uh, okay. 2018 plus E85 stock with MTD2 versus GT500 with Gen 3R. 18 pounds of boost. RX, MBW, both have a tire. Who do you got? A 2018 plus E85 stock. The GT500 is going to fucking gap the shit out of you, bro. Are you crazy? Capcom Racing says, I have an 18 on E85 stock with an MTD2 versus any GT500 with a Gen 3R. 18 pounds of boost. And RXT, MGW, both have a tire. You're going to get beat by four 747s. Capcom, that's not even a race. Why are you racing that? You're going to get super fucked. (laughs) Joe Swiss. Yeah, people don't realize the valuable fast 
ass warranty car is. Now, question refers to the 18 versus the OAGT 500. You are going to get gapped so fucking bad. An OAGT 500 with a Gen 3R at 18 pounds of boost is a 1040-1030 car. You're going to get gapped super bad. Everyone thinks this replacement is a daily. There isn't another fits the plaid performance. Unplugged performance would be cool to work with. I will not work with anybody. I want to do my own shit. I don't want to... I, I, I want to put tires, suspension, but we'll see. I might end up with a 350R. Who knows? EV cars are boring. Yeah, okay. Nine fours is boring. Have you driven one fit trucking? Have you driven a 940 plaid that goes 200 miles an hour, 0 to 60 and 2.0? Have you driven one? No? Then don't say they're boring unless you've driven one. Please stop. You guys, before you have any opinion, go drive one. Before you have any opinion, please go drive one. Does Lund 2 92 Taurus? Nope. <laughs> 18 guy talked shit on me in a drag race. That's why I'm asking the question. I got to ask. Oh, Capcom, you're the GT500 guy? You're good. Dude, an 18 GT500 is a 12.7 car. 12, maybe 12.2 on a sticky tire with the 85. Eliza says, I make 900 horsepower and I've been contemplating getting a plaid. I run fours maybe twice in a row. The Tesla is consistent AF. Alice, there's only two minutes left. I have not had sufficient racial undertones. I'm sorry. I apologize. I aim to be more racist on future podcasts. <laughs> I, I apologize. I didn't know racism was highly sought after on this channel. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to enjoy my Sunday today. I'm going to probably go to the beach. Fuck around. Talk to Rob a little bit about the GT350 and contemplate buying an, a Plaid eventually because V3, 20000 bucks to make it go nines. Viper, the price alone is 100000 bucks, And it's a two-seater. And I already have a ZR1. Driving the ZR1 for more than an hour sucks. Driving the GT500 for more than 30 minutes sucks. Driving the Fox body for more than 10 minutes sucks. So I'm stuck at driving a Cadillac Escalade because there's no track here. So I'm like, the track's gone. The track cars are useless. So that's the reality. If you're going to have hot rods and no track around you, now you got to make a fast street car. And my current cars simply ain't it. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you very much for hanging out with me for a little bit. I'm going to be back on, on Tuesday, Talking Shit Tuesday. Today, 5 p.m., video drops, GT500 sounds, sights, and diagnosing the ice tank losing prime. Hopefully, you guys enjoy that video. It's a little on the technical side, but there's some polls at the end and some data log reviews at the end of the video. All right, guys, have a good rest of your Sunday. Enjoy football. Whatever the hell you guys do on Sundays, I'm going to try to go to the beach, hang out, get some food, all that shit, hit the gym, all that shit. All right, guys, see you guys later. See you Tuesday. Have a good one.